Have you ever wondered what makes bodies tick? Are you creating the sexual reality you desire and require? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? What if your fantasies are not as strange as you thought they were? What if you could learn to be kinder to your body and kinder to others' bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life or lack of it affected other areas of your life? Have you lost your mojo and wondered where to find it? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, Body Whisperer, Melitza Yelenich. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Pleasure Zone. It's Monday night at 8 p.m. I'm so glad you guys are joining me. Um, I know that there's lots of great shows you could be watching on TV if you chose to. You're choosing to listen, which is so cool, and thank you for... Thank you for showing up and listening. So tonight, um, I have a topic that I was like, I don't know what I was doing this. I was doing a lot of interesting things, listening to a lot of interesting clearings, uh, hearing from clients and all kinds of stuff. And the topic, cheater, cheater, pants on fire, came out of the blue. And I was like, hey, cool. Let's do a topic on ching, because that's actually not something that we've done yet on the show. Um, you know, like eight or so, whatever, how many months in, haven't actually looked at um, that aspect of relationships and sex. So I thought, okay, let's play with this, because there, um, there are so many points of view that people have about what is cheating, what isn't cheating, and all that sort of stuff. Before I get into that too much, um, I'd like to let you guys know, in case you're brand new to the show, that uh, what I do and who I am. So uh, one of the things that I do with people is that I do facilitation um, to create greater awareness in them through verbal processing, through something called access consciousness. There's lots of cool stuff with access consciousness, and one of them is verbal processing um, and clearings. And I also do a variety of energy work and body work. And one of my most fun things to do is to work with people and their bodies and to bring greater awareness and ease to them through uh, energy work and through movement. So um, some of my clients, um, you know, have men and women who come to me for various reasons, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, that they'd like their life to be more expansive, whether they think they're stuck and they don't really know what to do, um, whether they're looking for uh, improved posture or that there's pain in their body. So there's a lot of variety um, of reasons why people actually show up at my doorstep. And one of the things that I find most interesting and cool is that I have a lot of people who show up as well with uh, the sort of what they would think is an issue of loving more than just their partner. Um, and so I have, that is actually like, seems to be a common thread amongst most of my clients. And I think that's interesting and cool. And for me, a lot of it is that I just really have no judgment about it and really don't know if I ever have. Um, and I have, but if I have, it's gone and it probably wasn't even mine. So I find that a lot of people who are choosing to hang out with me, to choosing to listen to my work, to come to me for what I offer, um, a lot of them are finding that their nature is just to be curious and to check out more than one person on this planet. So if you are one of those people, welcome to welcome to the world that's, you know, welcome to the world that's out there. You're not the only one. And you're also, you know, not bad for it. And you're not 
wrong and awful for choosing to love more than one person at one particular time. So um, if you if there is something that you'd like, if you are going through some stuff in your life and you require facilitation regarding uh, relationships or you're feeling bummed that maybe somebody you think cheated on you or that you cheated on them, feel free to contact me at www.milicajelenic.com. Um, you can send me a message through there or Skype me, Melita Jelenic 1, or Facebook me. Um, you can find me under Melitza Jelenic, M-I-L-I-C-A-J-E-L-E-N-I-C. And feel free to just contact me and say, hey, like, this is going on in my life and I'd like some facilitation here. Um, it's really fun for me to work with people, especially regarding, um, you know, stuff where they're judging the poop out of themselves and maybe they don't have to. <laughs> so we do it a lot. It's one of my, it's one of our, my, for me, one of my greatest talents is that I used to judge the crap out of myself. And so now I'm not doing that as much. And one of my even greater talents is to actually be able to facilitate um, a lot of the judgment uh, out for people. So um, today I thought, okay, so since I have so many of these people that come with, you know, this stuff around cheating um, and what that is and how much judgment they have around themselves for either choosing it or um, their partners for choosing it. Um, I thought, let's talk about that. And let's talk about what cheating really is. And, um, you know, there's so many points of view on what cheating actually is. And it's really become, you know, with media, with mass media, we've got, you know, some people find that if you are contacting your ex-lovers on Facebook, you're cheating. That you're somehow, you know, reconnecting with old past loves. You're trying to rekindle a flame. Therefore, you're a cheater. If you're, you know, on some kind of dating site and you're looking at other people, you're a cheater. If you're Did we... Oh, hi. Hi, <laughs> you cut out on us. Oh, crumb, really? Yeah. So what part did you guys hear? <laughs> and can you hear me now? Yes, we can hear you now. And were you cheating on us? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, guys, sorry. I wasn't Just for that one second, I was cheating on you. Was I gone for long? No, just like three seconds, maybe a little more. Okay, thank you. <laughs> cool. So part of, um, yeah, I wasn't trying to cheat on you guys, but uh, one of the things um, is that, like, what if none of those are cheating? So if you're truly honoring you in your life, and that means in your relationships, in your work, <coughs> can you, excuse me, Can you can you actually truly be cheating? So, interesting what that is bringing up in the energies. Wow, everything that is. Can we just like destroy and uncreate at all times of God's willing? Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, online, short, split, and beyond. So, if you're finding that it's like, you know, the energy around like the person doesn't love me because they're talking to somebody else, the person's sexting somebody else, that make, means they don't like me, they don't respect me. <coughs> What if none of that actually true? Like, what if that has nothing to do with you? What if it has everything to do with what they desire and require? So part of it is like when you get in a relationship, please create a deal and deliver. 
So what does that mean? It's like if you say to a person, this is who I am, this is how I be, either take it or leave it, this is what I can, you know, offer you, take it or leave it, and ask them what they can offer you and who they be, and then you can either take it or leave it, and know what you know. So know the energy behind what they're saying as well, because sometimes they'll say something like they really truly wish that they were going to be monogamous, but they really truly aren't. Listen to the energy of what they're saying to you. And then, so asking questions, creating a deal and deliver. In any relationship, you know, people get married and they do the vows of, I don't know, because I never got like a an actual wedding in my life. So, you know, um, till death do you part vows. And, um, you know, a love, honor and obey you. And I don't think you have to obey people anymore, which is great. <laughs> but I think that's out of the out of the texts that they uh, were trying to put on everybody. So, you know, and people creating their own vows in marriage. What would be so cool is like, hey, I got a deal and deliver for you. This is what I'm choosing. This is who I be. Are you in? Are you out? And then you can go on from creating your relationship from that place. So if you're, if you're, you know, getting your end of the, the deal and deliver, if you're following through on that, if you're committed to your life and you're actually following through on your end of the deal and deliver, are you ever cheating? So that would be a no, Bob. If you're actually following through and committing to your own life, you can never actually cheat on you. And essentially, if you can never cheat on you, if the other person is not willing to really see or hear you for who you truly be, and they don't like what they hear or see, then they can unchoose you. So if you're honoring you, and you're choosing what works for you, then you're not a cheating. Because you basically cheating is deceptiveness, swindling, and being a dishonest player. So if you're telling somebody up front who you be, and you're giving them the energy of who you be, and you do a deal and deliver, then there is no swindling, there is no deceptiveness, and there's no dishonesty. So you actually cannot be cheating, or being cheated on, or being cheated, uh, or being the cheater. So one of the other things that comes up with cheating is the word affair a lot, you know. They had an affair on me. So I thought, well, an interesting word. So I looked it up. An affair actually comes from the French, affaire, to do. So the real word uh, from like the 13th century meant what one has to do. It's like an obligation. It's your work. It's what you do. So everywhere that you had an affair as being something that was dishonest, moral, and unjust, can you destroy and uncreate all that times a godzillion? Right, wrong, good, bad, pock, pot, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Because affair is what's required. You have an affair. It's what you're required to do. Isn't that funny? We have so many misconceptions about words, and we've created so many meanings around them that aren't actually the real true meaning of the word. And so um, the thing I just said, if it sounds like mumbo-jumbo to you, uh, the right, wrong, good, bad, pock, pot, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyonds thing, um, go to, ask consciousness, uh, the clearing, it's called theclearingstatement.com, 
And then you can, or clearingstatement.com, something like that. You can check it out, check out what the meaning is. It's actually just like something to clear the energy. So if you're completely new to the show um, or any of the shows on A to Zen, um, chances are you're going to hear it a lot more frequently if you listen to a lot more than one show here. So this whole um, thing with cheating to me, I thought, okay, so what else is going on here? So people have this, we have in society created, um, especially in North American society, other than the Mormons, we've created the idea of monogamy being the right, just, moral um, way, you know, the puritanical way of being. Uh, so, you know, and it probably goes back before the time of the Puritans as well. So if, you know, if you have this concept that you can only be with one partner, um, true monogamy actually means that you're only with one person your entire life. So how many of us are already not monogamous since we were like 15 years old? Um, so then there's this other term, term called serial monogamous where you're with one person for an extended period of time, then with somebody else, then with somebody else, then with somebody else. So you're, you know, it's like you're always choosing a new partner. However, when you're with them, you're only with them. So there's a lot of variety on this idea of monogamy. And a lot of, um, I think what a lot of what's going on is people are just, really trying to make it so that they can be right. <laughs> so we're going to create lots of new terminologies so that we can label ourselves so we can be right about what we're choosing. What if none of the labels are required whatsoever? What if you can just choose what works for you and what honors you? So what does honor you in a relationship? Does being playful and flirty honor you? And is your partner aware of that? And if your partner is aware of that and they think they're going to change you, be really clear that this makes you happy, that flirting is fun for you and it brings joy to you and it's a way that you, you know, s spread your joy to the world is through acknowledging other people's greatness by flirting. What if it's not a wrongness? And what if it's actually a compliment to you because you get to be with the person who's flirting so much that can see the beauty in others and they choose you. They choose you because you're that freaking awesome and they see the awesomeness in other people. So um, in the in the back uh, room, there's a question, can you flirt with all beings? And to me, the answer is, yeah, I flirt with babies. I flirt with children. I flirt with everybody. And what if it's not a sex thing? What if it doesn't have to lead to sex? What if it's, what if it's about playfulness? So when we come back from break, we'll talk a little bit more about all these different aspects of where people think they're flirting and maybe just aren't. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show, with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm.
What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? What does optimal cell health mean, and how can you create it? Pulsed electromagnetic field therapy by Swiss Bionics can improve your well-being in every area of your life. The PEMF mat stimulates cells to move and create space between cells for optimal cell function. How does it get better than that? Use two to three times per day for eight minutes will improve circulation and immune function. Cell metabolism and repair begins, and mobility also will increase. Do you desire better health? If you're interested or would like a session, call 613-473-3805 or in Toronto. Call or text 416-253-1617. Monthly rentals start at only $300 per month. Is now the time to choose Optimal Cell Health? This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada 613-800-8736 or you can Skype us at A2Zen.FM. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Jelanić. And before we went to break, we were talking a little bit about what people consider cheating, and the idea of flirting came up. And so I thought I'd share with you guys uh, what flirting actually means, the etymology of it, because um, it's actually changed a lot since the 1500s. So flirting in the 1500s, um, according to etymology.com, says that flirting means to joke, jest, or to have a stroke of wit, or to have a contemptuous remark. So, very different than what we think of now. Flirtation itself was amorous, trifling, giddy behavior. So, the modern sense of it didn't show up until like 17, around 1777, which is really funny because the modern variation of it um, almost uh, is very different. So, instead of being that flirty, playful, jokey kind of playfulness, um, it is actually considered now to be a body language by one person person or another, language body communication as well as body language, suggesting an interest in a deeper relationship with the other person. Where did the jokey playfulness go there? Ooh, let's go with deeper, more intense relationships. Like, Can we bring back the flirt that's fun that's from the 15th century? So how many of us have been flirting for centuries? Centuries and centuries, 
And in this century, it became so gosh darn goddamn serious that all of a sudden we are now like tiptoeing around flirting with everything, you know, flirting with possibilities, flirting with life, flirting with money, flirting with business opportunities, flirting with animals, people, like all of it. So how much fun can you have just being fun, jokey, boisterous, playful, all of that, which is actually what flirting truly is. And in the in the back uh, room, the question is, what if we were to flirt with our own bodies to bring it more joy? Absolutely. And every once in a while, you know, and I watch my daughter do this, she flirts with herself like all the time. So she'll look in the mirror and then she'll like make googly happy eyes at herself and she'll sit there and she'll she'll flirt with her hair and she'll be like hi and then she'll she'll be very like playful about it about how much she loves herself um how much can we all you know gain from that and utilize that like what if everybody tonight looked in the mirror and went hey beautiful how you doing a friend of mine has her cell phone flirts with her so chris my friend christine who's actually also my producer, her cell phone, when it when it picks up a, a message, goes, hey, beautiful, you have a text message. Like, how many of us would love to be flirted with even by our cell phones? Because we love it so much. So I don't know, Christine, I think your cell phone is probably, you know, cheating on you or something. <laughs> so it's awesome. And how many, you know, how many places are we not receiving from people because we've assumed that that's just not appropriate? Like saying things to somebody like, wow, look at you, you handsome, you know, whatever. I found myself flirting with a little kid the other day. He was so incredible. I was watching him on a bike and he was doing all these maneuvers at the park and he was two. And and I said to his mom, I'm like, is that kid wearing a diaper and she said no I said well because he has a really round bum it's really something and she's like yeah he does I'm like wow and and he would bike by me and he'd, he'd give me this like superific smile and I was like check you out you little flirt that's amazing you're awesome like bring it this kid man he's gonna he's gonna be a heartbreaker <laughs> or a heart whatever he's expander probably he's gonna expand people's hearts he expanded my heart um, and the beauty of flirting can expand your heart, right? So what an awesome being. And if we could recognize it, it's not the size of the body. Literally, you can be a baby. You can be a two-year-old. You can be 90. Like, are you willing to flirt with these people? Flirt with their bodies. If you actually flirt with somebody's body and say, hey, beautiful, how you doing? Like, how how amazing is that for the person? How much does that bring their day into a whole other place of joy and peace and love and calm compared to, hi, how's it going? Well, hi, how's it going is kind of like, hi, 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 that's great. Like, not very enticing. So what if flirting is like an invitation to more, to choose more? Even though the meaning, this common, more modern day meaning says that it's like, to do with, uh, you know, the intention of possibly, you know, engaging in sexual relations or something. What if it's not that at all? What if it can just be completely and totally fun? And 
and how much fun can you have flirting with people that, you know, are like in the chat room, um, Carol is saying that she was flirting with some older men in an elevator and it was hilarious. And like how much did that brighten their day and just bring them immense joy that they're like, wow, look at this beautiful woman flirting with us. How lucky are we? Probably had fantasies about you all night long. How lucky are they? So if, if we're really truly being who we be, would we more than likely be flirting a little bit more or a lot more than we already are? Or less? I don't know. If I'm truly being me, when I'm truly being me, I'm flirting with literally everything, even like butterflies and you name it. So <laughs> how much fun can that be? So that's like one place where some people consider that cheating. <clears throat> you flirted with so-and-so. That's awful. And you embarrassed me and blah, blah. How could you? It's so... Um, degrading and demeaning and you just made me feel insignificant and blah, 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 blah. Like there's so many things and I hear my clients say these things, you know, about their partners or whatever saying, oh, well, we were out one night and he was flirting with the cocktail waitress and I'm like, well, was she good looking? And, and the woman's like, well, yeah. I said, well, truth is I probably would have flirted with her too. So usually gives you know, them kind of a perspective of, oh, maybe it's not so bad, wrong or awful that my partner sees the beauty in somebody and, you know, wants to play with their energy. Um, one of the things, you know, I have, I kind of have utilized for a lot in my life is to take the energy of all the flirting that somebody gifts me and use it in different areas of my life. So if somebody's flirting with me and I'm like, whew, now I'm turned on, I'll bring it home, you know, and utilize that to have more fun. So what if we can use the energy that people are gifting us, the flirting energy, to create more in our lives instead of shutting it off by judging it, um, doubting it, doubting ourselves, doubting that we could even be that cool, cute that somebody would flirt with us. So, you know, doubt shuts off a lot of energy. It can slow it down tremendously. So what if we didn't doubt ourselves and doubt our receiving at all? And what if you don't doubt you and what you know? And what if you know when somebody is not working for you in a relationship and you don't have to go and create them as a cheater in order to get out? So that's another thing I've noticed with people is they, you know, they know that they're done in a relationship, yet they don't know how to say they're finished. So what they do in their, you know, amazing creators is create the other person as a cheater. And when I say that, it's like when you accuse somebody of something a godzillion times, eventually they're like, ah, fuck it. You've already called me that a godzillion times. I'm just going to do it anyway, since you've already accused me of it. So instead of having that show up, um, what would it be more like if you, instead of having them turn into cheaters, what if you could just acknowledge that, hey, I already know what I know. I want to be out of this relationship. What if I don't have to... Um, go against myself? What if I don't have to dishonor me? And what if I don't have to dishonor them in order to choose this? Because really, truly, how many people choose cheating? Um, and in this sense, I'm saying cheating as in they're going against something that they would choose for them or choose for their relationship. Um, and it's going against kind of what is what they know to be a contribution to their life. So if you're not honoring you, then possibly you could be cheating on you. Would you be willing to not do that? So if you're if you're going to be willing to not cheat on you, awesome. If you are willing to cheat on you, um, that can be awesome too as long as you're aware of it. 
<laughs> so please be honoring of you. Know what's going on. Be aware. Trust that you know what you know in a relationship. So if you have this awareness that something funny is going on, um, I feel like so-and-so is cheating on me, just be aware of it. Cool. Are you still going to choose it? Are you going to choose whatever that energy is? And what if you don't have to identify it or um, name it or cl claim it or even accuse the other person so then out and do it and create them as the cheater? So all that stuff, whatever that rant was, can we just destroy and uncreate all that times a godzillion? Right, wrong, good, bad, pop, paw, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. So if you're not willing to be aware of how you will choose what, what if you're not willing to be aware of how... If you're not willing to be aware, how will you choose what works for you? Great question. So if you're not willing to be aware, can you choose what works for you? Um, is it actually possible? So, you know, you I, when I was not willing to be aware in my life, when I was choosing totally, I would say, as much unconsciousness as possible without falling asleep all the time, um, I was always finding myself feeling like my partner was lying to me that I was being cheated on. So it didn't work for me. I mean, if it works for you, choose it. If it doesn't work for you, don't choose it. So would it be more of a contribution to be aware or less of a contribution to be aware? Would it be more of a contribution to know you have choice or less of a contribution to know you have choice? If you actually choose to get out of something, because it's not working for you, is that going to contribute to your life? If you choose to stay in something that doesn't work for you, is that going to contribute to your life? So when we come back from break, I'll let you guys ponder what you know will create more in your life um, as we go to break. And when we come back, we'll have more to say. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? 
does optimal cell health mean? And how can you create it? Pulsed electromagnetic field therapy by Swiss Bionics can improve your well-being in every area of your life. The PEMF mat stimulates cells to move and create space between cells for optimal cell function. How does it get better than that? Use two to three times per day for eight minutes will improve circulation and immune function. Cell metabolism and repair begins and mobility also will increase. Do you desire better health? If you're interested or would like a session, call 613-473-3805 or in Toronto. Call or text 416-253-1617. Monthly rentals start at only $300 per month. Is now the time to choose Optimal Cell Health? This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada 613-800-8736 or you can Skype us at A2Zen.FM. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Jelanić. And just before we went to ad, um, we were break, whatever we call it. Um, we were talking a bit about willingness to be aware of if somebody is cheating on you um, and or if you are being the cheater or whatever that is. It's like, so if what is it that you're actually hiding from knowing and you know what have you hidden so deep down somewhere so far and foreign that you're not willing to know about you or somebody else that if you were to actually know it would give you such immense awareness that you could choose with total clarity and everything that doesn't allow that can you destroy and uncreate at all times a godzillion right wrong good bad pot, pot all nine shorts boys and beyonds so so cheating actually means like deceptive right we kind of got that meaning before and so what are you deceiving yourself? And so that's where, to me, it's like, what are you hiding from you? What are you hiding from, period? Like, what are you hiding? So, and if you're willing to actually acknowledge what you're hiding, you can start bringing that to your awareness and then starting to choose from a place of awareness. So acknowledge a few things. Acknowledge that you can be aware and acknowledge that if you are not willing to be aware, that it's possible that possibly you're hiding something from yourself that um, possibly if you chose to be aware of it could change everything for you. Just saying, but if you choose it, it might change your life. So don't choose it. Because, you know, usually when we're hiding something from ourselves and not trusting our knowing, it's not just in one area of our life. You know, we might we might have a flourishing area of our life Um you know, to some degree, but if we were actually truly willing to trust us, how much more could that flourish? So, you know, if you're not trusting people in relationships, but you trust stuff in your own business, um, or if you trust stuff in relationship, but not in business, vice versa, uh, then, you know, what is it there that you're not willing to really, really see or know? So once you become aware of that, you can start choosing different. So, Keisha in the back room is wondering if the unwillingness to be aware of things is what catches your pants on fire. To me, it would, I would say, yep, I would think that that is what would catch my pants on fire. It's like 
I literally would have to have my pants catch on fire in order for me to see what's truly going on. So yeah, if I've hidden it that deep and I need to be that wakened up, then yeah, cool, funny. <laughs> so um, there are there are so many other parts of of this. It's like looking at what is um, what is cheating, and then the idea of monogamy, polygamy. And so there are so many different kinds of monogamy, which I wasn't even aware of that kind of uh, kind of intrigued me. And, and also that like the majority of the planet doesn't agree with monogamy uh, as a social, um, as like being a social norm. So that was kind of cool too. So what have we bought into in North American society about monogamy being so right that if we could actually eliminate all those labels and just choose what works for you and have no, I'm a monogamist, I'm a polygamist. Like, what if it's none of that? What if it's like, what works for you in this 10 seconds? What works for you in the next 10 seconds? And what works for you that if you choose it will contribute to your life in the next five years, 10 years, 25 years, 100 years, 500 years? You know, and when you're choosing to be with somebody else, also ask what impact that will have on and what contribution, shall I say, will that have on the planet? So, you know, this is like kind of extreme and strange, but it may work for you, and it also may work for you, not a but. Um, it may it may actually contribute to you that when you're choosing a partner, whether you're having an extramarital affair or whether you're with somebody um, just for one-time fun, or whatever it is, um, you know, ask, like, if I choose this, what will my life in the world be like in five years, 10 years, 25 years, 100 years, or 500 years? And if the energy continually gets expansive, go for it. If the energy sort of wanes off, then it may not have the, um, it may not have the gift, the contribution that it, that something like that could be. So when it can be a contribution to you and the planet, um, go for it. If it's not contributing to you in the planet, for what purpose would you choose it? I don't know. Sometimes we just choose. We just choose out of unawareness. We just choose because whatever. So if something is going to be a greater contribution to your life and the planet, would that be something that you'd like to choose? So it looks like a lot of the planet uh, and a lot of the population of people on the planet don't really buy into the idea of monogamy. And not necessarily even polygamy or polyandry or any of those things. So a lot of the, a lot of ancient societies just didn't even, um, that didn't even come into existence for them. So, um, like in some ancient societies, the commoners were monogamous, but the elites practiced, you know, on occasion polygamy. So those were like, Places like Mesopotamia, Egypt, Mexico, Peru, India, and China, they all had these ideas that commoners, you guys are going to be monogamous, and all the elites, you can go have orgiastic fun all the time. So how does it get better than that? And I vaguely remember seeing something about that on um, a movie about um, Queen... 
Elizabeth I, and one of the people she was going to court was French, and he was not monogamous whatsoever, and he really enjoyed having um, orgies all the time. And, yeah, so so many, and, you know, in all kinds of European countries now, to this day, uh, it's it's almost like expected of French politicians to have their lovers on the side. They're, you know, so... And if they don't, it's kind of like, what's wrong with that man? <laughs> so it's funny because, you know, when we have in North America and we have Clinton getting oral sex from somebody and that's just wrong and that just causes scandal and um, but and in all kinds of other things I won't politically get into right now that I had a lot of points of view about many years ago. But, you know, he, he you know, he does that and it's wrong. And then the you know, the French prime minister can do it and he gets kudos and pats on the back. So, you know, we've had, we have a lot of, um, there's a lot of gray area there. There's like a lot of, well, if this is so right and this is so wrong, like what's actually true in real hair that we're missing? Like, what if there's so much more choice available? Um, and it doesn't have to be a societal norm on either front. And Keith was mentioning about harems too. Yeah. And there was a lot of, um, a lot of hems, and uh, they really only ended in the last like century. Um, I think there was actually a harem that was still around um, in uh, Turkey. In I think it was in the nineteenth century, but I have to check that out. I, wa- I remember watching a movie about it. Um, so, and that was totally considered normal. You know, you had. Your harem, you had the, you know, the leader, the male leader of the harem, and then there was female leaders of harems who would also assist in picking the lovers, the extra lovers for the harem. And then you would have all the eunuchs who were castrated men who looked after the women of the harem. Well, I have a few interesting ideas on that one because it's like, well, you got these men who no longer have um, penises that are functional. So I'm thinking maybe they developed skills in other areas because I'm pretty darn sure that they weren't just sitting around roomfuls of semi-naked women um, just not doing anything. So I'm thinking they probably had some super skills in other areas. So congratulations to the eunuchs for their choices and whatever that was all about. That was a total side note on polygamy, monogamy. and And so... Um, in in North America and in the U.S., there's been a lot of um, stuff over the last 20 years. I remember watching things on Oprah as like a teenager about uh, the Mormons and their multiple wives. And there was even a show on TV recently called Sister Wives. And um, all of this uh, for that society is considered normal. So, you know, it's you know, from, uh, you know, the point of view of people who aren't choosing that, it seems obscure or strange or whatever. And then it's all just a point of view. So what works for you? Choose what works for you. Um, in relationship, when you're with somebody and they're choosing polygamy and you're choosing monogamy, does that work for you? Um, are they, you know, if somebody's choosing to have many, many lovers all the time and different various lovers and you're choosing monogamy, does that work for you? So if it does, choose it. If it doesn't, don't choose it. It's kind of that simple. Like what works for you? So what if it has nothing to do with what's right or wrong whatsoever? What if it has nothing to do with, well, you know, 
uh, you know, I'm bored, so I'm going to do this. It, it's not coming to conclusion about it. It's, you know, looking at the energy. If I choose this, what will the world be like, my life be like? Um, asking some questions around that, like, will it be a contribution to my life and my body if I choose this? So if you're on the verge or on the edge and you're in a relationship and you're thinking, oh, my God, it's, it's either I have an affair or I'm out of here or I'm out of here and I've got to have an affair to have an excuse to get out of here. Like consider a few things before choosing that. So what will your world and the life be like, your life be like in the next, you know, five, ten, hundred, two hundred, five hundred years? And also what contribution will it be to you and your body? And always a good one to ask you is, will you get any STDs? Because, hey, when you're having extramarital affairs, you don't really want to be bringing stuff like that home, right? Or maybe you do, but most people who are choosing consciousness will be asking questions and not choosing that. So um, that's also an assumption on my part. Maybe they will be. So for you, a few things to, before we go to break, think about is like, where in your life have you cheated on you and not listened to you and not honored you? And when we come back, we'll do some clearings uh, related to that. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? does optimal cell health mean and how can you create it pulsed electromagnetic field therapy by swiss bionics can improve your well-being in every area of your life the pemf mat stimulates cells to move and create space between cells for optimal cell function how does it get better than that use two to three times per day for eight minutes will improve circulation and immune function cell metabolism and repair begins and mobility also will increase do you desire better health? If you're interested or would like a session, call 613-473-3805 or in Toronto. Call or text 416-253-1617. 
Monthly rentals start at only $300 per month. Is now the time to choose Optimal Cell Health? This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada 613-800-8736 or you can Skype us at A2Zen.FM. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Melita Yelenich. And just before we end the show today, I asked the question, um, you know, have you cheated on you? In your life, have you cheated on you? How many places in your life have you cheated on you? You know, where are you deceiving yourself about um, your money flows? Where are you deceiving yourself about gratitude from others? Where are you deceiving yourself about anything that you're not really willing to acknowledge? You're actually cheating on you by deceiving you. So would you be willing to stop deceiving you and start perceiving you? So would you really, really be willing to stop deceiving you and really be willing to start perceiving more of you and choosing more of you? So a lot of times, you know, and Carol in the chat room is saying a lot of times cheating on herself is more like a form of convincing herself that she can't do something or will fail at something again. And Christine mentioned that it's like cheating is believing that she doesn't have choices or have money and or that she's a goddess of magnitude, right? Like, agreed. So where have we not acknowledged our greatness and deceived ourselves so utterly and completely that we cannot actually even acknowledge um, any place that we are honoring ourselves? And are we in any places honoring ourselves? So um, would you be willing to start honoring you? and start trusting you, and start acknowledging you. And so all these elements of intimacy that we may um, may be refusing, that we could start choosing. And how fun would it be to start choosing these elements of intimacy instead of cheating on you? So a lot of times when people have this like cheating in relationships, they feel like there's some kind of a separation or a disconnect, or there's this thing around um, that there's no... Um, Oh, there's a somebody felt a, a sudden wedgie. <laughs> so, um, so all all of that stuff around where we are um, not honoring ourselves, and where we could be honoring ourselves and stop deceiving ourselves about anything about our greatness. So there is no separation. So the lie of separation around cheating, and also um, by honoring you, there's always uh, there's always more that you can choose. So. I'd really like for all of you to just like acknowledge where you are not doing that and where you can be doing that, where you can start choosing that. So are you not acknowledging, and are you cheating on you with money? Are you cheating on you with friendships? Are you cheating on you with business? Are you cheating on you with your health, with your body? Um, you know, where are you deceiving yourself about anything and everything that you're not really truly willing to perceive. Wow, there's something funk in that. There's some seriously funk going on. So everything that is, can we destroy and uncreate at all times a godzillion? Right, wrong, good, bad, pock, pot, all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds. Everything that doesn't actually allow you to perceive the greatness of you. And also to perceive, know, be and receive 
uh, everything that is the infinite being you truly be, the magnanimous, awesome you that you truly be, can you please destroy and uncreate everything that doesn't allow you to perceive no being and receive that? So the thing that's kind of coming up around the thing is that it's like, yeah, that other thing about the affair. So what if it's something you're required to do? Like what if you really require to just do something and it has nothing to do with cheating? What if your body is saying yes to something and you're listening and you're honoring it? What if, you know, your mouth would like to communicate something verbally and flirt? And what if that's actually not cheating? And what if you're sexting and that's not cheating? Like what if everything that you thought was cheating isn't? What actually is cheating? What if it has more to do with where you don't honor you, acknowledge you, listen to you, perceive everything you can perceive, be everything you can be, and then choose everything you can choose? Um, I had friggin' great wisdom from my daughter tonight, and actually Carol, my producer, had asked her a question about how do you choose what what you're going to sketch? And her answer was, you just choose it. So... What if that's really as easy as it is? You just choose it. You just start choosing what works for you instead of what doesn't work for you. Um, And you start choosing to honor you and you start choosing to not cheat on you ever again. So if you're going to create any kind of commitment with yourself, you know, and you're having an expectation of committing to others, when you commit to yourself, you're not going to be cheating on you, right? So everything that doesn't allow you to totally and freely commit to you, we destroy and uncreate all that times a godzillion, right, wrong, good, bad, pot all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds. I want to thank all of you guys for coming out and listening tonight and for listening in the future and for contributing your energy to the show now and in the future. And I'm really grateful for everybody who's been on listening and contributing their energy Um I've been getting like pings of ideas here and there, so I've been feeling a little bit scattered tonight because there's been information coming in from like every direction under the sun. So this may be a conversation I continue in future um, as there seems to be a lot of energy pinging all over the place on it. So thank you so much. Thank you for choosing to listen to The Pleasure Zone. Melitza Yelenich will return next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain and 5 p.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life.